Are we ready to go? Born ready. Want me to intro? Welcome to the Console Crusade podcast. I don't know what you usually say after that, but today we're talking about remakes and remasters and remixes. <laughs> do I'm your boy, Nick Durheim, and joining me today, as always, EJ Olsen. Stop it. No. <laughs> You've been usurped. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. It's going to make it anyway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Console Crusade Podcast. Here we talk retro games, video game news, and never our secret bunkers filled with World War II era MREs. I am EJ Olson, and as always, I am joined by EJ Olson. Wait, that is not right. This is Nick Durheim, and we're off to a great start here. Did I throw you off? You fucked me up with that, that fucking bit at the beginning. Also, what does MRE stand for? Something ration? Meals so ready to eat. They're na- they're disgusting, dude. I watched a video of a guy, they, they, they opened up literally World War II era MRE. It was like this disgusting fermented like egg dish came in a tin can. I don't yeah. I don't think they ate it if I recall because that probably would have killed them but it was pretty nasty. They were gagging and shit. I haven't, I haven't watched any of them but I have heard that there are channels that review old rations from old wars and stuff. Apparently the worst one was like the either Vietnam or Korean war rations were like really really gross. You know it's it's pretty nifty the way they do them now like come all packaged up and they cook themselves and you know they, they look pretty decent i imagine if you're like out in the fucking desert and you've been awake for 72 hours like this would be a four-star meal man oh yeah beggars can't be choosers anyway we're not gonna talk about disgusting egg meal and fucking baby back rib in a bag <laughs> you don't know that you don't know what games <laughs> i've got on my list well so what, what are we talking about today we we um we were skyping and we were talking about what the hell we wanted to record when I just said, let's just talk about something nobody cares about, and that's HD remakes that we want to see in the future. Slam dunk. Slam a jamma. Welcome Church to. Reminds me, I should put up. I should put that on my. Never mind. Don't talk. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Little spoiler alert. <laughs> you start. All right. All right. So I just okay. We literally should we go by. Should we go by any sort of semblance of order? Should we go by like console? Go by genre what what do you want to talk Fuck about no i'm going in the order i listed them in and i started just thinking about them off the top of my head and then i went into my backlog or my my spreadsheet i have and just started looking through and looking at my favorite games and seeing which ones would be good for whether an hd remake a just a a package re-release like we've been seeing with like the Mega Man collections like mm-hmm. they're not hd remakes but they're you can play them on a, a hd like TV, you don't have to plug it into a CRT. Yeah, and it's and they're nice, they're cute little packages with extras and whatever. So just things of that of that nature. Cute little packages. Yeah, you've got a cute uh, little package. Oh, I know. We're um, done here. Should, <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about this one stipulation, just to keep us slightly organized? Let's go two D then three D. Oh good? shit! I gotta re. So oh, wait, 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 wait. Two D then three D. <laughs> Are we talking final product or original game? Was was a two D game? Original. The original product was a 2D game. Okay. Oh, that's tough. That's like, I have a couple games that like, no, okay. All right. All right. See, I already disagree with everything you're saying because I, I would never <laughs> want a two and a half D remake of a originally 2D game. Here's what we're going to argue. Like if I had my choice, like with uh, Return of Samus, Samus Returns, that whole remake thing, I would much rather have that be a sprite-based game. Absolutely. But the fact that it's a two and a half D game doesn't extremely like turn me off. It's just the 3DS is a bad resolution. The 3D games kind of look bad on that system in general. Absolutely. No, I, I wish, you know, a nice hand-drawn, you know, sprite-based game, like 
I'm, I'm yearning for it, Nick. But anyway, so okay, I gotta reorganize my list then. 2D to 3D or 3D to 2D? 2D first, then 3D. Okay, it shouldn't be as hard then. And I guess I have one that I would accept a 3D remake of. Okay. We'll get to that when you get to that. How about I start off? Give me, give me what you got while I rejigger my list here. So, when I think of a 2D remake and what an exemplary example of that is, exemplary example, is that redundant? Um, I think of the Wonder Boy remake that just came out, which I haven't played, but I've seen, and it looks, like, really nice. Um, generally, I think hand-drawn sprites don't look that great, but when it's matching up one-to-one, um, the animations from an original sprite, it turns out looking, like, pretty good. Yeah. And I would really like a remake in that style of the... 2D Castlevania games that are on handheld. Okay. So we've got the three Game Boy Advance games, and I think there were three or four on the DS. I just wrote down Circle of the Moon, which is the first on Game Boy Advance, then Harmony of Dissonance, then Aria of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow, which is the two back-to-back sequels, and then Portrait of Ruin and Order of Ecclesia. And I actually haven't played through any of them all the way through, but I have started and enjoyed Circle of the Moon, and I've played a little bit of Aria of Sorrow just to kind of get a feel for that. I think those games will blend themselves really well with a hand-drawn, like, trace over the sprite and really let, like, the beauty of those games shine through in an HD version. And Konami's not really doing anything with that IP anyway, so... Might they just as well. Bomberman for the 100th time, so what are they doing? They got nothing better to do than Pachinko and Metal Gear Vengeance. Whatever whatever that is. Revive something, that weird survival game. Yeah, I don't know. I That went in one ear, out the other. Yeah, I think that'd be a really great use of that IP not the best use because a new you know Castlevania game would be the best use but uh, they haven't let them, let them pull a Konami I mean they're not going to make any new games so rehash an old one give the people what they actually want at least make money off of it we have uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night coming that's going to basically just be a Castlevania game right yeah but it's two and a half D and I don't think it looks very good it's got a very janky kind of definitely kickstarted kind of vibe to it the initial art that they released for it got me really excited and then I saw some of the gameplay later down the line, and yeah, the 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 two point five D thing doesn't work for me. Like, just go all in on the hand drawn thing, or go all in on the three D thing. Like, I think two and a half D can look good. It's just the it's very dependent on the art style. Simplified, big, blocky, kind of looks better in that style, with like few exceptions. But it needs a a big, huge coat of paint on that to make it look actually good. I can't remember the last time I saw a two and a half D Smash Bros. What? Smash Bros. always looks great, and it's always 2.5D. Is that what you consider 2.5D? Yeah. It's th- 3D models on a 2D plane. Okay, so I'm think- I'm when I think 2.5D, I'm thinking like 3D models against a flat backdrop. Like the, like the environments are still 3D even though you're on a 2D plane. Well, it's never it's never actually a flat background. Well, I have to go look at pictures of, of Bloodstain. That's exactly what Bloodstain is, isn't it? No, it's got actual 3D backgrounds. There's even parts where it like does the thing where it's like revolving staircase but it keeps it a flat pane you know what i'm talking about yeah i'm thinking like older kind of moves like even older street fighter games did that where there were definitely literally 2d backgrounds oh see this picture i'm looking at it looks like a fucking sprite based okay, no, it's, totally, image, it's totally rendered and then a, and then a rendered character That's it might weird. have been a uh, render or just like a picture in the like older footage but the newer footage that I've seen, like since this past E3, okay. it was all rendered background. Okay, but yeah, that's what I think of as two and a half D. Is everything's rendered, but it's only one plane of movement. Well, then fuck me. I don't want to know what I'm talking about. 
No, that'd be really cool. A Castlevania. Let me see. Do I have anything going back that far? That's as far back as I went. I mean, mostly. Actually, I have a couple of I have a Super Nintendo game series that I would like to see remade. I wonder if it's it's probably not the same as you know what I put down here. But I, I put down, we talked about it a little bit earlier, the Donkey Kong Country trilogy. And I want to know, do you want that to be like CGified or would you want to like take the original models that they turned into sprites and like make that like how, how deep of a remake do you want from that? I mean, if those old 3D models are available, how just geeky would that be that'd be so gross looking i guarantee it but it'd be so tight at the same time <laughs> yeah like just take those those models and put new textures on them and it's like it don't be even do that keep the original textures and everything well what's the damn point of a remake then well just that it would you would be able to up res it and see it at a resolution that wasn't 256 by 224 or whatever the snes put out no i think it'd be awesome you know what, what and what's going to become a running theme i think with a couple of these games is the assets already exist retro I don't know who who knows what they're working on now, but they've got the assets, they've got the engine. It'd be really quick to make a, re- a remake of whether it's one or all three or whatever. The the Country Returns games have a completely different physics to them than the original TKC games did. That's so true. So it wouldn't be as easy as just like taking the template of the levels and copy pasting the characters in. Also, you never actually control Diddy by himself in Donkey Kong Country Returns, so they'd have to like actually remake that. So I mean, keeping the assets, yeah, you'd save time with that, but. It'd be a bigger project than I'm giving credit. Probably. I mean, to, to, to do one, I think, would probably take a solid year at the very least if they mm. don't run into any, any, like any problems. I mean, that's what I, I like to see it, though, you know, especially because Retro seems to be off of Donkey Kong. They hired that, uh, that music guy that has previously worked on Deus Ex, and that's why a lot of people thought that they were still doing, like, Samus, because that guy does really, like, industrial... It's like sci-fi kind of sounds. Right. Do Have we heard any word about who's doing Metroid 4? Uh, just uh, Tanabe, who's like the... He's Samus, is like creator, basically. Right. He's been heading Metroid for a long time, and then they just said a, a new group of developers. So probably just a younger team, something like they did with Splatoon. Yeah. Well, you know, it's actually funny because jumping ahead a little bit, Metroid Prime Trilogy is on my list. And I know, I know what you think about that, but I also think it would take a lot more than just remapping the controls and giving it a higher resolution and retexturing for that game to actually feel good because of how it was created. It was created with the controls in mind, so the balance would be completely different. Well, the Metroid Prime Trilogy re-release on the Wii gave us exactly the controls we wanted, except for you had to use the Wii Remote Plus to do it. Just instead of having your other hand pointing where you want to go. Let me do that with a thumbstick. And it's essentially the, the same thing. I mean, I never, I never played the, I bought the trilogy, but I only started Metroid prime before I got distracted with other new games, but I don't know how well those were actually balanced considering the controls or not. I don't know. It, it felt so much better, man. And I don't, it wouldn't even need a, a retexture. The assets are there. You could, you could really say you could do what you did with twilight princess, which is pretty much just put out what was available on the Wii. I would, I would, I would eat that up. Uh, finally, just a, a, a modern way to play the the original Metroid trilogy. I mean, Metroid Prime trilogy on the Wii is the way to play it. It's the most uh, comfortable, I guess. But using the waggle controls is still not ideal. I think it does give the sixteen by nine uh, widescreen also too, if I'm not mistaken. If uh, if you have it hooked up with the old component cables there, that was such a weird. The Wii was such a weird, a weird thing in a weird time. 
I think even playing the Wii games on the Wii U with the HDMI, I think it does the scaling. They look so bad, though. Just they're muddy and fuzzy and the colors are muted. It just doesn't look right. It's like 720i. <laughs> yeah, you're better off hooking up a Wii with component cables here. Well, no, that's like the max resolution the Wii could do. I think the max resolution the Wii could do is... Or 1080i, not 720i. Yeah, 1080i or 480p. Which is still worse than 720p. <laughs> Well, I guess it depends on on a few things, but yeah, interlace generally looks like absolute garbage. But anyway, Metroid Prime trilogy, especially coming into Metroid Four, like maybe this could be a little like kind of a bonus. You know, maybe a year after Metroid Prime Four comes out, assets and engine available. They're never gonna do. They're never gonna re-release the trilogy. I mean, they threw us a bone by putting on the Wii U, but that was almost like spitting in the wound. You know, after other the original release of the trilogy sold really dismally even compared to metroid prime 3 by itself you were just giving sad. me those numbers what what were those some of those numbers yeah those off the top of your head um i believe uh, the trilogy sold six hundred thousand on the wii and <sighs> prime 3 sold like 1.4 1.5 also does really terribly in japan and nintendo looks at their japan sales they're it's very important to them they're a very japanese company that's uh Curious to me that I mean six hundred thousand units on a on a console, you know, the best selling console of all time. Like that's fucked up, or second best, or whatever. Uh, that no, no wonder we haven't heard anything about it. Nintendo said this is an abject failure and just moved on with their lives uh, until the internet cried enough about it over the last decade or whatever. But yeah, no, I think who knows? Maybe if maybe if Metroid Prime Four comes out and does gangbusters, they look and say, hey. Let's just let's do a quick remake in this engine with these assets and uh, throw that out there for sixty bucks and and capitalize on this newfound success. I doubt they would use the same engine. That's the opposite of quick, and they don't have they wouldn't have the structure in place to port a Wii game to the Switch. I think they probably have the tools now to have a quick turnaround for a Wii U game to Switch, especially with all the work they did with Breath of the Wild and having that release on the same day. They'll they'll probably have better developer options for that but for the Wii nah just a complete remake then ground up unless we get like a GameCube emulator and even at that point they would just put out the same game they would just sell it as is I don't want that people keep crying for people keep crying for GameCube virtual console but I'm like the the best games on GameCube we have either better versions of Smash Bros Mario Kart whatever or we have better remakes of Available, and I would rather have the Wii Virtual Console playing some of these games and those remakes in the the GameCube. Like, game like, uh, everyone wants Mario Sunshine or whatever. I would rather have an HD remake of Mario Sunshine than 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 just a, a straight Virtual Console version. It would depend on the price for me. I would rather spend twenty dollars on a Virtual Console version of that game in particular than spend forty or sixty on a remake. Because I don't think making the assets look better would like justify the price jump. That is something I agree with. Knowing Nintendo, it would be a full price release. And then, uh, like you were saying, with like Double Dash, that's that's one thing. But for something like Smash Bros, that's like a fighting game that still has a tournament scene. I think that it'd be better to have that as a virtual console release than a remake. But the game, I just feel like that'd cause more complications. You know, the people who are playing it in tournament scene and being this hardcore about it, they don't want to play it on anything but a GameCube with a GameCube controller, so the virtual console release... Well, there's nothing keeping the the Switch from having the GameCube adapter work with it. But there are all sorts of things. with in, The input would be different. Uh, the way it displays is different. It just depends on how they get the emulator to work. I mean, if it's... They know the hardware. They they 
they should, they made it right. So if they can get the latency down, then people would rather play it with like an HDTV than being stuck with a CRT in some cases. I don't know. Also, it's just melee games are never going to increase in quantity. They're never going to reprint melee and H and like on the GameCube disc. Right. So there comes a point in the future where there's literally no more ga- like melee discs. Well, then, then at that point, you know, you burn a damn disc. Oh yeah, let me see your GameCube burner. <laughs> hey man, it, it, it's it's possible, right? Not that I'm into bootlegging games as a collector. I don't do that shit. But no, it'd be awesome if Nintendo like if they could do something. Not that they would ever work with the guys behind the Dolphin emulator, but if they could do something similar. Oh no. And we were actually getting these uh, enhanced versions just through emulation. I'd be on board for that. The best thing that Nintendo has done with the Dolphin emulator is not completely try and shut it down. People always complain about, oh man, Nintendo sent a a cease and desist to AM2R or whatever Pokemon fan game someone made. But at the same time, they let them post it. So it's there. And then they did the thing that they had to do, which is protect their own IP. So I think Nintendo is not like necessarily a big bad like guy who's preventing people from making works. It's just that they have to protect their IP or else that gives that gives people who would steal from them with like more like malice. It gives them an example to be like, well, you let them do it. I don't think it would affect them either way. It's such a drop in the fucking barrel. If anything, sending a cease and desist gives these developers more it gives them media coverage no one would have heard of am2r if they didn't get shut down (laughs) yeah but at the same time i don't think that's why the guy did the damn thing he spent half you know a decade building a a, or how long did he develop that game for almost a decade yeah probably and like you don't do that because you want to like get your 15 minutes of fame like you do it because you love the game and you want people to play you know this version you You can want both i guess you can hope for one but that's not like the catalyst for for diving into such a ridiculous project i just think there's no such thing as true altruism so sorry well i mean fair enough fair enough but i also don't think you probably went into that spent 10 years on it just thinking it's going to be up for 24 hours before nintendo shuts me down you know and other companies well, allow it's obvious like there's been like 100 different cases of that happening so why do people still do it well 10 years me. ago it wasn't happening the way it is now now it's so much easier for you're any- right he- He's only he he started working on it ten years ago, and then he hasn't been on the internet since then. <laughs> He's gotten dark, dude. He went underground. The developers typing game. away on like a, the G Max. <laughs> just I'm programming on my Tandy laptop. Click <laughs> oh, click tap tap tap. No, I mean I think there are plenty of other companies who don't do this with their with their IPs, and they understand. You mean like Sega, who has like no money. <laughs> Sega needs as many wins as they can get. Nintendo doesn't need someone else to make their game for them. Well, fair enough. I, th- I just as far as like what what it means for for different artists to be able to express themselves and have these and and as fans to have these experiences that Nintendo's not giving us. Like I I get it from a business standpoint. You got to protect your IP, whatever. But um, as far as the dolphin thing goes, I don't think like the legality behind that. I think there's a reason they haven't been shut down. It's because they can't legally do it. I, you know, it's they're not taking anything directly from Nintendo that we know of, that we know of, or that Nintendo knows of, or else they would probably shut sure, it down. I'm sure they check into it. I'm sure they keep a tab on it to make sure they're not like actually stealing code. Yeah. So that's 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 why these emulators still exist, is because there's not a lot these companies can do. 
to protect and that. we did see nintendo going after um nes and snes emulators on mobile devices a couple years ago remember hearing about that yeah no i wonder so i wonder what the difference is i think they wanted to like potentially in the future get into that market themselves on mobile devices and they were just like starting to actually make mobile apps so i wonder if it was just sort of like a broad stroke kind of thing or if it's they actually have interest in doing virtual console on a mobile device mm. i don't know speculation yeah. yeah well anyway let's move on from this whole nonsense we have a huge list in front of us tangent aside give me give it to me give me give me i've got three n64 games okay let's get right that into i'd this. like to see remade let's do it the most obvious one being Mario 64. Dude, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mega Pack. Boom. Right after Mario Odyssey, capitalize on that success. Boom. I mean, they just they don't need to do that, but like it would be cool to see a Mario 64 remade. We saw the Mario 64 DS, which I mean you can't play that game with a D-pad. What were they thinking? That was, that was bad. I mean, but they they did add like cool new things to it. I I haven't actually played it, but like having Wario and like Luigi as playable characters that interests me in a way. Yeah, but Yoshi, Toad. And as far as visually, you could just like spit on it and it would look better, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's so easy to just take the physics of that game because the physics in that game is so tight. I've watched innumerable videos just sort of showing how that game was made and I'm impressed that they were able to like come up with that technology in 1996 when that yeah. game came out. So the physics are there. The gameplay is there. All I would ask is them to like tighten up the camera a little bit. Camera control. I know. I know you're a huge whiner about how the camera controls, but whiner. I think that the camera the camera works like nine times out of ten in that game. It's only when it gets like stuck on walls that it's like bad. But like the following, I think, is a necessary component to a lot of the game's platforming because you can't jump and like do the necessary actions while you're controlling the camera. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I guess, but... You can't have your thumb on the right stick all the time. And if it's following you, then it gives you the... That's why I think 2D platforming games are just better than 3D games in general. That and being able to tell where you are spatially. I mean, you can only have a shadow below you to know where you're at in so many in so many cases. No, Not I, while you're actually over platforms, but like the camera is the other big component to that. So having it follow you is the, the best way to have that figured out and the game was designed with that in mind the, the, Nick my problem is not that the camera follows you I think that's perfectly fine it does it in plenty of other 3D platformers that's not a problem the problem is that the camera when you do move it it does not behave the way you would expect it to behave especially well yeah I mean that would that would be uh, yeah like I know what you're saying but it was with buttons back then so right having it click made sense with how the right the C stick worked so I think there's a there's room to let us have free control of the camera when we want it but also have it when you let go it's still dynamically moving in the way it needs to I think there's a way to make it behave uh, a little more modern and make everybody happy and so and we're gonna see it in Odyssey I thought you were more of a stickler about the the camera following you no I think no, that's that fine. was the impression that I I usually got no uh, I think we're gonna see the modern version of this oh we got it in in Mario Sunshine we saw how that worked a little better using the C stick yeah it's still I don't know if it actually did it swoop or was it still clicking I don't remember actually mm, it's been a long 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 time and I know it, they changed the way uh, going up and down worked like it it was really actually bizarre, and I'm not a big fan of the games that do this. Uh, Wind Waker does the same thing, yeah. where when you pull the, the camera back, it like it pans away from the character and points down, and then when you pan it forward, it like swoops in, and then you're looking at the sky also, which works all right in Zelda, but in a Mario game, it wasn't exactly the way I wanted it to be. No, I think however they do it in Mario Odyssey, 
We're going to see if they if they just have this archaic system that they bring over from a game that came out 15 plus years ago, or if they're going to make something modern and, and comfortable. And if they do, boom, remake those two games. Or even, I mean, it can be just Mario 64. It could be, you know, but I think doing the the dual pack and then kind of having this new trilogy. Mario 64 has a lot better, like, optics on it. People remember that game very, very fondly. It's widely regarded as, like, one of the best games of all time. Whereas Sunshine is kind of like the black sheep of the Mario family in general. Which is crazy, because I think everything that Mario 64 did, Sunshine did better, even though it did a lot of different things. People complain more about the, the level design and the mechanics of the world than they do about how the game controls. Fair enough. Which you couldn't really remake away. Um, the other the other N64 game I have on my list is Star Fox 64, which I think is the pinnacle of the series. Which is sad because that was how many years ago? I'm like 97, 98. How many games I mean, there's ago? Only been, there's been like five like main, I guess, Star Fox games. There are Star Fox on the Super Nintendo, Star Fox N64, Star Fox Adventure, Star Fox Assault, and then the new Star Fox that I keep, Zero. Zero. Star Fox Zero out of 100 of Metacritic. Um, and then, you know, various other DS and like 3DS remake, all that kind of stuff. But Star Fox 64 was a great, great game, had a very arcade style, um, like campaign mode. The multiplayer was cool, but I think they could expand upon that a lot. And it could be really, really cool to get into dogfights and like hop online and like shoot down your buddies, get into lobbies, play a Star Wolf, have all those goofy little voice lines and all that kind of stuff. Keep the voice lines by all means. So my question for you then is, do you think that Star Fox Zero killed our chances of getting a, a, a classic Star Fox game in a modern package, or, or is that just Miyamoto's baby? Is that Miyamoto? Yeah. Uh, is that just is so beloved that he's going to just keep doing what he's doing regardless of reception? Nintendo's been really weird about remakes in general. Like, they took the... There's been four Zelda remakes, which is unprecedented. Yeah. They remade the original three Mario Bros in Mario All-Stars and then ported those versions to the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance kind of became a port machine for Super Nintendo games. But beyond that, we haven't really seen a lot of initiative from them to remake 3D games. So who's to say? There's literally no indicator that they have any intention of remaking 64 games. They just put them on the virtual console and called it good. Yeah. Well, this is why it's our dream list, you know? Things that'll never happen. And then Dark Horse three point line for a remake, Pokemon Snap. Oh, that come on! That is like we've been asking for that for so long. That'd be so easy to do. And, and I mean, we, it would have been perfect on the Wii U gamepad, but why make the game that makes the most sense? Or a 3DS, even with gyroscope controls. And now the Switch—they've all got the same functionality. Oh yeah, they've had motion controls since the Wii. They've like, had motion controls for ten years now. You like, think they would make a game that uses it right? Well, Mar- uh, Pokemon Snap, I think, is remembered fondly, but didn't do particularly well. And is really... Are you kidding me? I mean, it was a game that said the word Pokemon on the cartridge. It Give me some well, numbers. I guarantee you. I will look it up Give for me you right now. Goddamn numbers. I bet you it sold over 5 million copies, which is pretty good for a console that sold 36. Oh, it only sold 36? I thought it was... Damn, that's less than I thought. Something like that. It's like 30s. Yeah, give me those numbers. Five and 5 million would be... Pokemon Snap 3.6. So I was a little short. Stadium okay. sold five. Stadium was less of a game than, <laughs> exactly. than Snap was. Wow. <laughs> that was honestly, though, that was a really cool gimmick when we were kids, though. Yeah, it was a cute game. I actually think that uh, Hey You Pikachu would be kind of cool remade, also. Imagine Hey You Pikachu on your phone. Dude, that'd be 30 seconds of fun before I deleted the app. 
people talk to Siri for minutes. Minutes. Minutes at a time. I mean, take that voice recognition software and have Pikachu do funny stuff. People will do that. Why not? Have a little to- make it more like a Tamagotchi. Feed your Pikachu. People would do that. I what, guarantee it. What year is it? Did they have Pokemon Tamagotchis back in the day? I mean, there was the Pokemon, well, the, there's the GB Walker. Remember that? For yeah. gold and silver? Yeah. And then they did that again. Um, for the remake. Well, they had the original one for the yellow, and then they did it for gold and silver. Then they did the ones for hard gold, soul, silver. Yeah. Which those were a little bit more intensive. Like you could transfer a Pokemon over and then like battle Pokemon and capture Pokemon while you're walking around. Kind of interesting. A little bit too kitschy and like one note. How did we go from, we, we said we were going to go from 2D to 3D, but we started at DKC Trilogy and then moved right into 3D. So we're all over the place. So I'm going to, I mean, now that we're on talking about Pokemon, let me bring up some, a little something well, I mean, here. I, I went from, I did my 2D games mostly. The only other ones are like little ones that it's like whatever. Okay. Well, I definitely have a few. But we're just going to jump all over. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. We're talking Pokemon now. Obviously, something Diamond that's- Diamond Pearl. Fuck you. We do not need... Like, we can play that on the current generation. Why do Red we need Blue a remake? It's bad. Yeah, but Red, Blue, Crystal. Okay? Oh, yeah. The the best generation, Red, Blue, and Crystal. <laughs> well, I'm saying... Come on. Those games... The, the we've, first, never had a, we've never had a remake of the, the in-between game. Well, Hargo and Soul Silver incorporated all of all of the Crystal's storyline. So why would you need a remake of Crystal? It's already you can play it on the current generation. This is true. But hear me out. Here's the thing here's the thing though. Okay. Pokemon Yellow. What about it? It was the worst of the trilogy. Oh boy. I, mean, I don't know about that. It did some good things. It you is can some... get Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle. Okay. And Pikachu. You were Ash. There were Nurse Joys. There were Officer Jennies. It followed the anime kind of. No. It was kind of sick. Brock actually looked like Brock from the show. As a seven-year-old, that was awesome. But in hindsight, it was just a, a tacked-on gimmick to try and sell more copies of the same game. And the same thing could be said about Crystal with Gold and Silver. Crystal had a whole Having new story two line. versions makes it a whole gimmick to try and sell more copies. If we're talking about gimmicks to sell copies, how about we just talk about Pokemon in general? Fair enough. No, I think, though, it'd be really awesome to get, you know, I don't know what they're doing with the new mainline Pokemon game, what that engine's going to look like, what the visually how that's going to work if they're going to keep the same sort of you know top down because sun and moon to me i appreciated that they try to get away from the typical pokemon formula as far as like the visuals and the way it handled but i think it failed miserably as a, th- a fully 3d game like the, the camera there's only the so you much around. you can do with there's only so much you can do with the 3ds in general though that's true i mean most of the people with a 3ds don't have a new 3ds they don't have the second stick that's why the last Pokemon game and this next Pokemon game isn't going to utilize 3D at all. Yeah. Well, I hope that however they do it, it doesn't have those weird zones that you have to... Every time you go to a new zone, it loads and then the camera angle changes and it's it was just really clunky. It did not feel good uh, whatsoever. So I hope they don't do that. But depending on how and what that looks like, give us the, the Pokemon Red-Blue remake. Okay? We don't need two versions. Fuck the whole... like Knock that whole thing off. Come on. Uh, but give us the first gen remake and then give us the second gen remake because they were so closely related. I think that'd be really great to get like a dual pack where we, we go through Kanto and then we get to go through Johto and then go back to Kanto. There's no way you're getting those in, in one game though. I know, I know, but it's my dream. Has dude. Pokemon ever sold a full game by itself? No. <laughs> uh, it's my dream. All right. But uh, even, you know, Hargold Soul Silver did the. The weird faux 3D thing, like that's what I think when I think of 2.5D. Like, uh, well, that was sprites on a 3D background. They did that with Diamond and Pearl also. Were they 
But were they 3D? The models were 3D or were they, were they fully no. like 2D sprites? No, the backgrounds were three were like 2D, 3D sprites. It was a weird kind of mashup with the backgrounds because I remember walking up to buildings and it would like pan into view and like stretch and distort upwards. Mm, you're right. They are just straight up sprites on the 3D. The X and Y was the first 3D game. Mm, okay. And they went full. They went. They went full board with that. They did like the character, the the actual battle animations in 3D. That was so cool to see the first time. Even as bad as it was in the 3DS screen, I can only imagine how good that would look if they actually put it on. You know, say the Switch. Yeah, on that that device that they should be supporting, and not that. And they will be. Well, and that's enough for me. I mean, think about how long it took for them to make a DS game when that came out. Either way, however it works. If this were to ever happen, I'm fine with the the way they sort of did the weird sprites on the 3D. I wish they'd go back to that, honestly. I kind of like that look. Oh, yeah. Po- I mean, Pokemon was like the last vestige of excellent sprite art. Yeah, bring that back. And it helped that they didn't have to like fully animate the battle animation sprites. And they kind of did like weird cheap tricks with like Diamond and Pearl where they would just sort of like wiggle. But tell me how, how amazing that would be to go explore those worlds again in, in, a, in a fully fleshed out 3D environment. On your big screen television. Probably not that exciting, actually. All oh the buildings my. face the same direction. Who cares? Well, they don't have to in a remake. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> You're fucking me up here. Sorry, sorry. I was, th- I was thinking too literally. Who but, knew I would do that? But first gen and second gen. Like, I think if you have one, you have to have the other. And they have been leaning really hard into the first generation. I mean, look at how Pokemon Go has kind of recaptured the the zeitgeist yeah dude honestly though that was the we, time millions of people played that game for weeks that was that was a crazy fucking time like i mean walking around down here down by the uo campus i mean every every chick in a sundress every fucking like nerd in a poofy jacket walking around in 90 degree weather who has, hasn't left his apartment all, all year like he was out and even all the jocks and their gator polos all of them every stereotype all right they were all out there dude and you walk by people and be like you played pokemon go of course like it was I saw rhyhorn down the street oh dude that's it, sick i mean I, I remember going to this place um this bar not too far down the street we we're playing pool hanging out and we look outside and there's i mean there's probably 30 40 people swarm over to the spot and we're like i instantly knew what they're doing but it was just crazy to see like a dude on his motorcycle and then like a mom and her child and like just these 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 this motley fucking crew of people who came together to sit and just flick pokeballs it you know yeah it was huge and we're never gonna see something that huge again that was a once in a lifetime kind of thing i think i know absolutely i agree but still, it makes me excited that Pokemon is still a franchise, something that I've grown up with and has been a real thing in my life for the past 20 years. It's still capable of finding new people and even old people that haven't played a Pokemon game since Red and Blue, you know? That's tight. This is the time to capture that nostalgia. Give us the remake. Give it Give it to us. Game Freak needs to turn their hat backwards and throw the po- Pokeball on that, that nostalgia grab. <laughs> shake once, shake twice, shake three times. Ah, it appeared to be caught. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, all right. Give me your next game on the list. I still have two 2D games, but we can we can wait. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you another 2D game. Okay, give it to me. Um, so we haven't seen a game in the Puzzle League franchise in a long time. Do we need that, one of those games? That game originated as Tetris Attack on Super Nintendo. And I think, yeah. You know, those are fun games. I think that makes perfect sense for a mobile title. Haven't they been putting those out on like 3DS? Like they keep rebranding them. Like there's a Kirby version coming out. 
right? Uh, no, there hasn't been one since like 2009. Oh, weird. Okay. So, I mean, well, I mean, the last one actually was there was a Animal Crossing in-game game of it. How but meta. Like, yeah. I mean, well, they have a bunch of those in-game versions of video games. I think that would be like a, you know, you said a mobile version? Yeah, because it's a it's a match three game. It's yeah. a tile-based flip game. I mean, I think a lot of the 3DS kind of puzzle games would fit really well on a mobile platform. And that's something that that's the place I'd want to play that kind of game. Like I'd want to play that. I want to play Picross on my phone, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Just so that we don't get like a real I don't want to see a Nintendo Direct where they're talking about Picross on Switch, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the opposite of exciting. You know, I bought Puyo Puyo Tetris and I I got into the Tetris side of things pretty hard, but I'm like I spent a lot of money on this game and it really wasn't worth it. Puyo Pop's still a really cool game and I, I, I played a lot of Kirby's Avalanche when I was a kid. Yeah. And that's uh, another Puyo game. I think the Genesis one was like Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> what was that? Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I'm having all sorts of strange flashes in my brain right now as to what Eggman's that racially insensitive puzzle game. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Simpler time. Oh, truly. I don't have anything to say about Pokemon Puzzle League or whatever the, the newest iteration would be. Well, do you have anything to say about Advance Wars and seeing Intelligent Systems revisit something not Fire Emblem? So I, I never played Advance Wars. Imagine Fire Emblem, but instead of moving around characters, you're moving around like troops. And instead of just one troop, you're moving around like, oh, here's five troops. And there you can attack someone who has four troops and they do a little bit better than that if they have eight troops. It's a little more tactical, less waifu. I mean, sure, yeah. I'd love to experience a game like that. Like, they're on my list of games to check out on the Game Boy Advance, but uh, as far as, I mean, would you rather see a new game or do they need to remake one of the other ones? I don't think it's likely for us to see a new game in that franchise just because Intelligent Systems is going full bore in Fire Emblem. So if they could get, like, a third-party little, you know, Mercury Steam-type deal making a well, just draw over this game on the Game Boy Advance and make it 16 by 9 and pop it out, people would probably buy that. And there's an indie game that's coming out that's very much so Advance Wars, but with like a more fantasy medieval kind of setting. Just like the way it plays is more like Advance Wars, and I feel like that's got a lot of people excited for that just because it's like that game. For the same reason I wouldn't want a Fire Emblem remake. There are no Fire Emblem games I think need to be remade. Wait, what was the last Fire Emblem game you just bought? That's different. They basically, yeah, because that's a remake. All they did was take the story, okay, and flesh it out. It's okay. it's not really a remake. It's a whole new game. It's a whole new experience. A bunch that's of new characters, a, a whole storyline. I mean, it's no, it's a that's reimagination. The re- that's, that's the difference between a remake and a remaster. It's a reimagining, Nick. It's but it's the same game. I mean, I guess I guess the, the difference between a remake and a remaster. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really not the same game. The Advance Wars games, I think, would just be better suited to getting a virtual console release. And those because those games still play flawlessly. If it's anything like the old Fire Emblem games, yeah, that'd be fine. But like, as far as just making it look better, size scaling that up would look better. Sure, because because of the way the sprites are, like how small they are on the screen in general in the first place, sizing them up, you lose a lot of the the nuance that they had in the screen scale right. to begin with. Whereas like even like a Fire Emblem game on Virtual Console, the sprites don't look good when you blow them up. They look good when they're small because of how detailed they are, but you blow those details up and then everything just looks blocky and messy. Right. The Game Boy Advance is at a really, really low resolution, so you'd be looking at like four pixels per one, or like more than that, like nine per one. 
you know, when you said remake, I'm picturing a 3D, like, you know, like what Fire Emblem did with Echoes, which I think was, I get why they did it. I think it just helped them. It was more a marketing thing. Like, we're going to remake a game from the past. And, you know, it it was easy to transfer story and characters. I'd rather it be closer to what uh, Superstar Saga is getting. Yeah. Where it's still sprite art, but it's higher resolution. I mean, just barely the fucking 3DS. Such a bad resolution. Oh, my God. Garbage. But you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I think that, that remake looks awesome. It's just here's a, a modern way to play a classic. But again, did we need a 3D remake when, especially on the 3DS, like if that were coming to the Switch, that's one well, thing. Well, it's not, it's not a 3D remake. That game's not in 3D at all, not even stereoscopic. They're totally moving away from that. I mean, they're putting out a new 2DS. I don't think any game from now on is going to be pushing 3D. God, when does that drop? October. The, October 6th. No, I'm talking about the new 2DS XL. Oh, that's August. I believe. No, July. Okay. Oh, July. I might pick one up. I don't know yet. I would, but I have a 3DS that I don't play anything on it. So I just spend $150 to play nothing on a new th- 2DS. <laughs> I would, but I'm not going to. Well, you will because you're broken. Well, you know, in 20 years when I'm trying to play these games with my kids and you can't buy a 3DS anymore, I'm going to be glad I have five of them. In 20 years, we're both going to be dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that put us in our mid 40s. Yeah, and we're not, we don't live healthy lifestyles. So fair enough. No, I, I had Jimmy Jones earlier. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I had lettuce on it, right? Technically. Lettuce is technically not bad for you. <laughs> it's, it's 98% water or whatever. Dr. Olson on the case. Yeah, don't listen to me. I had chicken wings and cookie dough for breakfast. All right, tell- Tell me another game that's on your list. I'm tired of this depressing talk. Okay, so I had to go through and delete Metro Prime Trilogies off the fucking list. All right, I've got a couple of really random games and a couple of big name games that we've talked about before. So I'm going to go deep, deep cut. And uh, this would be, you know, subject to licensing issues and who the fuck knows. Okay, but give me Simpsons Road Rage Either a sequel or a complete overhaul of the of the original game. That was a fantastic game. But there was, hold on, there was Simpsons Road Rage and there was Simpsons... Hit and Run. Hit and Run. Road Rage was the Crazy Taxi clone. Hit and Run was the GTA clone. Okay, so so I'm thinking of Road Rage. Perfect. Yeah, Road Rage was sick. Fuck yeah. Uh, Sega isn't... Because I believe that actually got sued by Sega. Really? Because it was copying exactly what Crazy Taxi is. That's such a that's such like a thin. Like, how many but, games copy the concept of other games? Well, I mean, this is Nintendo fucking sued every platformer that ever came out after Mario. This is this is early two thousands, and Nintendo did sue other platformers. We can't R- say that Nintendo hasn't sued anyone because they have R- over but, over yes. the Mario similarities. I'm not going to give you a case because I can't think of one at the top of my head. Fair enough, but yes, fair they have. We'll uh, look into so, it later. Yeah, Sega isn't really doing anything with Crazy Taxi. I believe they have a mobile title. But Woof. who wants that? I mean, it doesn't need to be Simpsons. It's just that because it was Simpsons, it had a really funny, like, had funny dialogue and stuff. I want the Simpsons. I don't I, I don't want to play Crazy Taxi. I, I don't want the Simpsons. The Simpsons was cool, but it doesn't need to be Simpsons. It could be South Park hit and run for all I care. That would also be fucking cool. I would play the shit out of that. Attach a funny license to it. Even Family Guy hit and run could be funny. Uh, who nah, cares? I wouldn't play that. <laughs> I no, fucking you hate would. that show. I hate that fucking you show. You don't actually hate it. You like the idea of hating it. It's an easy punching bag. Absolutely. I've never enjoyed that show. I was an American Dad You're guy. Lying. I, no, You're I, lying. You're lying. No, I was an American Dad fella. Dude, the first few seasons was really good. Of Family Guy? 
Yeah. Well, when the first three seasons were airing, I wasn't old enough to watch it. Yeah, but then it got on Adult Swim, and you watched it every night. That's not. That's you liked it or not? That's not true. I growing up, I watched Simpsons, and I watched Futurama, even though I don't like that show now. I watched the crap and out of it growing up. I know. I, I don't know, man. I still like it. People, I don't know why people, I mean, I understand Simpsons is really important and people like it, but like, if you like the Simpsons now, you're literally an old person now. It's not, yeah, it's not a very funny show. It's not it's something not I can good. watch. And it hasn't been, I don't think it's ever been really good. Whoa, hot takes from fucking Nick Derrick over here. Whatever, I'm not 30. I don't like the Simpsons. Sorry. But you're almost 30. <laughs> like, that's not I'm a, not even almost 30. <laughs> I'm like halfway there. Dude. Not literally. If you, you, gotta, know I mean. if you gotta round up, bro. I'm halfway to 30. You're going to be 30 in four years. We're old. Oh, my God. Uh, I just turned 15, so I'm halfway there. <laughs> Damn, you look like shit for your age. <laughs> you kidding me? This beard on a 15-year-old? That'd be impressive. I think you had that beard at 15. I literally didn't. God damn it. I still can't grow a beard, so. I would have been a sophomore. You were growing facial hair as a sophomore, man. Not much. Oh, you didn't have like. Not well. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, any fucking way. Simpsons Road Rage. I would love it to be Simpsons, or like you said, South Park would be awesome, but I have the nostalgia for the Simpsons IP. I think that'd be cool to bring back just as a, you know, like I said, a nostalgia thing. I'd play the fuck out of it. I played that when I, I when I moved the last time, I hooked up my PlayStation. That's the first game I put in. Was I popped, and it, you know, load times are absolutely heinous. Oh, yeah. But it's still fucking fun as shit. So. And Simpsons, they still do, they are present in games, like, just on mobile titles. Simpsons Tapped Out makes so much money. I've never heard of that. It's a mobile title. That's all I know about it. It's, I think it's a wrestling game. I mean, that's fucking weird. It explains but why like, I've never heard of it. It still makes money. And I believe there's even, like, a City Builder Simpsons game. That sounds weird. <laughs> but Well, like I said earlier, off the podcast, but... Shovelware games are on phones now. That's interesting. I, I never thought about it because you still go into Walmart and you see the section of old DS and Wii games. You know, it's all just the the drivel. No one's buying them because they're 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 playing the free version that has ads on their phone. Yeah, because it's the lowest common denominator. Exactly. I'm trying to think. Like the last time, like there's still some stuff. Like we got the Hello Kitty Kart Racers on Wii U, which sells for a lot of money. I picked up a copy at for like th- literally three bucks at Fred Meyer, uh, and Go over that full collection? Uh, no, no, no. I bought it because I knew it was worth something, and I <laughs> ended up flipping it for a lot, lot more money, um, which is something that I have talked a lot of shit about people doing, but I think it's a lot different when you are are selling something that you know has no value and that a very niche audience wants. Sound off in the comments below to give EJ as much crap as you can. Yeah. I mean, am I, am I being a hypocrite for doing something like that? I bought Hello Kitty to flip. I have no horse in this race. Versus, like, buying something that everybody wants just to make a profit on it. I think there's a huge difference morally and, you know, monetarily. So the next game on my list. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> I want your no, opinion. Simpsons would, be, Simpsons would be great. I, I agree with you totally. Next game on your list. Okay. Next game on my list. Now, we saw with Wind Waker. Yo. How amazing the cel-shaded games can look when they're just just up-resed. Wind Waker would look, I think the Wind Waker HD remake would look better if it didn't have all that bloom and if they focused a little bit on the jaggy shadows. Yeah. But I think a game that was worth revisiting and seeing in an HD era is Okami. Mm, a game I've not played but I've seen a lot of. PS2 era, Wii remake. Yeah, it was PS2, Wii, and then it did get a PS3 HD remake. Oh. Or remaster. But... Nobody wants to plug in their PS3 again. 
So let's see it. Cross-platform HD remake. Capcom isn't making new games that anyone cares about. They're, they've said as much about remaking old games. That's why they keep crapping out Mega Man Legacy collections. Yeah. So let's just see Okami up-resed. Maybe fix the textures a little bit. It's a great game and it still plays well. I think the Switch is the perfect place for that because you can play it with the, with the original controls or the, the Wii controls. There's no way that they would cordon it off to only Switch, though. No, but it would be the Switch. Would Capcom be like the doesn't want to put games in the Switch anyway. Dude, I know. Fuck Cashcom. <laughs> fuck everything they're about. We were just talking about this. What what what, did, what were they saying? You just messaged me about about something. Right. Yeah. Um, it was a giant bomb. They're talking with uh, Tim Turi at Capcom, and someone asked him, "Oh yeah, is the Switch ever going to get Legacy Collection or Legacy Collection 2? And like we saw with Disney Afternoon Collection didn't come out to Switch when all those games originated on the NES. I mean, it's like the doy. Come on, Nintendo. And he said, uh, we have nothing to say at this time. Like they, he gave the canned response that means that those companies are currently talking to each other. So I stipulated or postulated that Nintendo and Capcom, like Capcom's just playing hard to get because Nintendo doesn't have a huge number of switches out in the wild. I mean, there's a lot of goodwill and people are buying a lot of games that have the system. But Capcom's just being greedy, and that's why they put out Ultra Street Fighter 2 for $40. And that's like Ugh. a $20 game for the 360, you know? Like, come on. A $10 game. It's a bunch of fucking assets from 25 years ago in a game that nobody wants to fucking play. Uh, just With like a really half-assed mode attached to it to be like, yeah, sure, we use motion controls. Yeah. Which, it seems like that wasn't Nintendo saying, hey, I had motion controls. It's like Capcom being like, oh, we did it. We did. <laughs> Spend forty dollars, I guess. Yeah. But then also, this is I wanted to add one more because it's related. Okay. Another Capcom game, Beautiful Joe. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful Joe. Which I had I had you pick up. That's a GameCube title. Yeah. Also came to PS2 later, I believe. But that is a a cel shaded game has a really distinct art style, and it's a game that scales really well. I would imagine. Yeah, a lot of character in that game. Very quirky. Very unique. I mean, it's kind of a um, it's like a like new a beat-em age beat 'em up. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm all, I'm all on board for something like that. You know, that's one of the games where it's like, okay, if we got a virtual console, like that's the kind of thing I'd play. I wouldn't, there are not a lot of Nintendo titles I'd play on a, on a GameCube virtual console, to be honest. But something like that, I'd pick up. You know, I didn't know I got a PS2 release, though. I thought it was, well, no, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, it must have, because there's no way I thought it was an exclusive, but. It was probably timed exclusive, like Resident Evil 4 was. Yeah. Because that was Capcom, that was Nintendo and Capcom actually working together. Well, speaking of shitty Capcom and, and Mega Man, I have the Mega Man X Pack on here. X Pack, yeah, X Pack. Knew you would. You know, just because the Mega Man X games to me are are far more enjoyable than any Mega Man. Title. Oh yeah, I mean, moving around feels a lot better. Wall jumping is sick, and they're a lot easier than the Mega Man games, the original ones. So I appreciate that because the Mega Man games are hard for annoyingly hard sake. Yeah, it's it's less about it's less about uh, the gameplay mechanics and and being good at Memori- the game. It's memorizing exactly, which is not. It it's the, the original Mega Man games are like puzzle games in that way, right? If you can memorize the route, so Mega Man X, if it felt better to like play blind, right? And you 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 were actually reacting, and you had to have it was it was skill based fighting these bosses, and and you still um, you still had to memorize, and that helped you a lot, but. Not as much as the original Mega Man games, in my opinion. It's more about, like, you're not memorizing pixel-for-pixel pixel routes of these enemies and, like, when this thing's going to pop up, whatever. You're memorizing boss patterns, but mm-hmm. it, it's not an identical... It's not just this, like, a the machine that moves in the same way every time, the way the original Mega Mans were. Well, you, I mean, they are machines, but they're also, like, half-people sometimes. Whoa. 
<sighs> it's like some sort of mega man. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. Actually, technically, he's a rockman. His name isn't Mega Man. It's X in those games. It is. Which Fun is fact. way fucking cooler. X and Zero, dude. Zero is my, my fucking dude. It's just a letter and a number. Whoa. It's so simple. <laughs> no, that'd be really great to get. I know those aren't remakes, but, you know, they're, they're you know, they're well, beefed I mean, we're up. Gonna for... see, we're going to see an X Legacy collection. Guaranteed. But I even think, like, the sprite art in those games are fantastic. And yeah. I would like to keep the integrity of that. It's also changed enough throughout the iterations that it would be interesting to see what a Mega Man X would look like in the latest Mega Man X style. I haven't even seen it, so I can't even like A B it to like, oh, that would look better. Or, oh no, that would look like shit. So my number nine, baby. That's all you need to know. Oh God, don't even say that out loud. What an abortion. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's that's what I was thinking of. So yeah, no Mega Man X. That'd be awesome. Mega Man, you know, X four was my fucking jam growing up. You know what's weird is I've gotten worse at games over time. Like I went back and played Mega Man X four, which, you know, is a, is a classic Mega Man title. Uh, I think those first four X games were f- just killer titles. Uh, right. But but I don't know how I played that game as a kid. I I can c- tell you why. I can give you two Ugh. reasons why. Was I more patient then? I don't know. Um, I don't think you're much worse at video games. I don't think you're noticeably worse. I think you're a lot less patient. That's true. And you have a lot more games to play. That's also true. When you're true. a kid, you have, that's your PS1 game. And then your other PS1 game is Episode 1 Racer. Oh, yeah, right. That. So, like... You're, you want to play your new game, so you play that game over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So, Which Mega Man is great for that. Here, so it's a great kids game. Here's a random story that no one cares about. I There was a maybe a 25-year-old man who lived next door to us, him and his, his wife. And I would go over there and like just he'd be outside or whatever. I don't know how... He was a neighbor. I just we knew, we knew him, right? And so I'd go over and bug him, and one day he's like, oh, I've got this PlayStation 1. And like I would go over there, and I would play his PlayStation 1. Because he had way more games than, than we did. Because I got a PS1 when I was six. But we had, yeah, three games. So I go over and play all these fancy new games and see all the rated M games I wasn't allowed to play or whatever. And one day I was playing Mega Man and I was like so in love with it. And he just was like, oh, you can take it home if you want. You can have it. And so that's where I got my copy of Mega Man was my neighbor sent me home with it. Probably because he didn't want me coming over and knocking on his door every day to play his PlayStation. <laughs> you know, probably a little bit that. And also because he was like, I'm too old for this Mega Man game. But dude, that was a great game. I'm just picturing the cover of the disc. So tight. I love doing the cheat where you could play a zero right from the beginning. Uh, so tight. And the um, you get the full suit. There's a cheat you get. You get the full suit in the beginning. The black where, zero. Um, right. Well, the black zero, you take half damage. That's one of the cheats. You take half damage in the black zero suit. But there was one where you get all your all your upgrades at the very beginning. So you're like flying around with these jet boots and you're fucking. Yeah, you can do the air dash and the Hadoken. Yeah, all the cool things. Yeah, I only have one more game on my list. I'll be completely honest. Holy with you. shit! I have so many more games. I'm not prepared. Okay, this is the one I was talking about being 2D, but would be great as a 3D remake. Okay, I want a Golden Sun trilogy. Okay, and I never played the third one, but the first two are excellent JRPGs, and the way those sprites are, like they kind of want to go for the 3D look anyway. Right. So it it would lend itself really well to a 3D remake. I would just love that. And I don't even know what that studio is doing nowadays. I think they're just making sports titles. Oh. Which is a sad fate. I mean, I'm sure those games sell well, and the, there's a reason that they keep shoveling out, but I don't need another Mario Tennis game, you know? 
I don't need Mario horse racing. I don't need Mario goes to the Olympics again. Oh, no one's asking for those games. That's like a modern shovelware. Well, I mean, it's only Nintendo that does the first party shovelware like that. It's because they're the only ones that's actively reaching for a younger audience. Really? Just Dance 2017? Really? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> really? <laughs> but that's like a mobile title also. And like, I mean, they have SingStar. They still make those. That's a phone game. Technology is crazy, man. <laughs> Weird, right? I imagine some of these things even like five years ago, let alone 15 years ago when we're like growing up playing games. That's why all those like... Shovelware games died was five years ago. Yeah, and thank God too. They can they can live and die on mobile where they belong. Yeah, it just clutters up game shelves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, though I I briefly played Golden Sun. I remember you playing them growing up, and you talked about them very fondly in the years since. So I I feel like that'd be awesome. Like any chance to like reimagine a beloved cult game? Uh, would you consider that like a cult game, or did it get its due? When they were, I think I think it's got its due. I mean, it sold well enough to sell three titles. You know, the, the DS one you can still buy new, like on Amazon. They still are sitting in a warehouse oh, yeah, somewhere. That, that game didn't receive; it wasn't received really well. It's like you can't buy Pokemon games that came out three years ago. You can't find them new anymore. But like a DS game from ten years ago is available for twelve dollars sealed. Yeah, Golden Sun sold one point seven million. Golden Sun Lost Age sold one point two, and then Dark Dawn sold for eight. Hundred thousand, so a steady trend downwards. Yeah, but respectable, given the. Yeah, I mean, better than Metroid numbers, basically. Yeah, which is pretty wild. Hell yeah! No, like I said, I love seeing games like that reimagined and sort of having a new way to explore that world and experience things. So uh, I have quite a few more games on the list here. Some of them will, will be very brief about, and I know that some of these will get shut down instantly. But in a perfect world, I would be able to play these on my HD television. Okay, hit me. Okay. All right. Holy shit, where do I start? Okay, something that we've talked about before. I want a Paper Mario dual pack. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely remake those games with in the style and with the assets in the engine of Color Splash. The first two Paper Mario games, the classic RPGs. Well, I mean, they'd have to they'd have to completely remake every other character that isn't a toad. <laughs> but like, I know what you're saying. That was a great art style. I loved the way like Color Splash looked. Beautiful. I just wish that it was the gameplay from the original games. And a lot of people want that, but obviously internally and Miyamoto has his own ideas and that's what basically they've said in interviews, but they want to differentiate the Mario and Luigi being more of an RPG with the Paper Mario being another, like another platform. I don't know what they think the identity of Paper Mario is when that was like the OG, that was their JRPG. That was a sequel to Super Mario RPG, which was a, a team up with Square yeah, and they're the RPG masters. So I don't know what they're doing. They, they don't know what they're doing because every game has been something different. And I don't think they've sold any better. I think probably Thousand Year Door sold the best for them. Paper Mario, the original one, was super late in the N64's lifespan. I don't know if it garnered enough attention to sell very well. Maybe people aren't asking for it. Maybe that's just my own echo chamber where people said, oh, it'd be really great to get another Paper Mario game. But I, no, I think that'd be perfect. Don't touch the games at all, Nintendo. Don't update anything. Those, as sort of Babby's first RPG, those work flawlessly the way they are just give them to us exactly the way you made them and 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 you know dual pack it up that'd be it'd be a beautiful game it it'd be a great little trip down nostalgia lane there no yeah they would get they would get a lot of good faith from uh their fan base also that's like another metroid basically where people keep asking for something specifically and nintendo won't give it because it hasn't sold well but to the masses yeah we're seeing another metroid prime so who knows maybe this is like a corner that Nintendo's taking to instill more 
goodwill with their audience. I think the Metroid thing was more about optics than anything. They said, oh, this will show well. Here's a quick well, splash that's screen. The same, same thing, right? Paper Mario like wouldn't show well. Like, oh, we've been asking for a Paper Mario game. It's like, oh, great. People would see that come up on the screen and be like, oh, great. Another that's fucking Paper Mario game. because we've been burned by three Paper Mario games, and we haven't been burned like that with Metroid games. We got Federation Force, and that's been like the big burn. But seeing a Metroid Prime game, that instills more goodwill than just seeing Samus pop up. All right. Which is why they didn't show the 3DS game on stage. Or... In the direct. On stage, Because if yeah. you just saw a 3DS game, everyone would be pissed. But because they kind of like just threw it out there, everyone got excited because of that. It's all about the presentation. Absolutely. And I think they nailed it. They nailed it this year, which um, hopefully by the time this goes up, they'll have heard our E3 reactions. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But all right, next on my list here, I've got a kind of a three pack of like sleeper picks that I don't think it happened because a lot... Of, of licensing issues. Uh, this first one here, especially. But hear me out. Let me, let me pitch this, all right? I swear to God, if you say anything Harry Potter, I'm going to be pissed. No, 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 no. I thought about it. I saw it. <laughs> I, I just want a good Harry Potter game. Like, like the Lego no, yeah. Harry Potter game is the best Harry Potter game. That's because Warner knows what they're doing, man. Traveler's Tales, they make good games. Yeah. So, okay, hear me out. Let me, let me pitch this here. Tony Hawk Pack, okay? Pro Skater 5. Oh, God, no. I want a classic Tony Hawk game. Like, the pinnacle of the series, I think, was probably Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Cause they, yeah, 2 or 3. Well, 3, they added in, like, uh, uh, the manual, so you could really have... You could manual in 2. Could you? I don't think you could. Pretty sure you could. I think 3 added wall writing. I, I have to double-check that, but I feel like 3 is when the controls really hit. The biggest thing they added in 3 was the level creator, level editor. Oh, that was awesome. That was really great. It was really tight, very bare bones, but like anything added was a huge addition. Just having new levels, basically. Well, so the Tony Hawk pack, it could be the trilogy, it could be the first four, it could be... Honestly, um, with a game like that, that iterated so well upon itself, I would say just give me the latest in that series that was still good. So like Tony Hawk 3 with like maybe some additions from 4, I don't remember what 4 added at all, personally. But then just have all the levels and the characters from 1 and 2. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, just it could be just a mega pack. Yeah, just kind of a, an amalgamation. And like the music, that's like the big thing. It's literally the soundtrack is what that was like half of that game was a soundtrack. Absolutely, it's key. If you can't get the same soundtrack, it's I don't want the game. And that's that's obviously been the the biggest reason why they haven't been able to like re-release those games. I don't know. That's uh, I don't even know who owns that IP anymore. That's Activision. Activision still. and Activision is now owned by no. Activision is like huge and they own. No, yeah, they were bought out by Vivendi along with Blizzard, but then they bought themselves back out. So okay. they are very much so the biggest triple triple uh, A publisher right now. Okay, how crazy is that? I, at least I think that they are. Them and Take Two are pretty high up there because Take Two owns Two K and Rockstar. You know. Yeah. I'd pay 60 bucks for, for you know, because Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 sucked. It was terrible. The, the physics were bad. The graphics were bad. Oh, yeah. Pan, it was panned. Uh, but if you can give me a game that just looks beautiful but has the same physics and, and those nostalgic the levels and... I don't even need it to look very beautiful. Just give it to me again. <laughs> I mean, we did. We played t- uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 when you were down here. Oh, man. It holds up. And it's... Oh, dude. It's just... It feels so if, good. The only thing I would want is for it to load faster. Yeah. If it looked exactly the same with like crappy loading, like icons zooming in and out and like all that <laughs> and like the crappy like skateboard noises when you're like switching between icons. Yes. I don't care. I don't care. Like that's part of the charm for me. It feels so good. It's t- yeah. I kind of want to actually like rebuy those games on PC because I think you'd still find them. Really? 
pretty sure. I mean, I had. A, I remember, I had a PC demo. Yeah. For Tony Hawk two or three. Okay. And I remember playing that demo over and over because you were just playing Venice, and it was so weird. I didn't know how to use the keyboard controls because I didn't have a uh, gamepad. Right. To play on my computer, so like I was trying to like ollie and I didn't know how to ollie. And like I figured it out, but I don't know any of the other buttons. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. You remember old PC games? You get like demos in like a cereal boxes and shit. Like uh, Captain Crunch had a fucking game. You remember that? It was awesome. It was like a weird RPG. That's a valuable IP, dude. I wonder if you can find that online. That'll be our next podcast. Is a deep dive into the Captain Crunch RPG and the Captain Crunch series. Yeah, the lore behind. You know, the rise and fall of the captain himself. Or how about just food and beverage video games? Dude, play, boom. Cool, play Cool Spot, play the Chester Cheeto games. Burger King, I think, had a, a series of games oh, on the Wii. Few, there, no, 360. 360? Oh, wow. How fucked up was that? That was like a hide-and-seek game, but it was like Sea King. Stop it. Stop it. No, yeah, and like they actually had physical copies of those games. They did. Just the so, disc, yeah. We just came up with an idea for a pod. We're going to go through and play these games and give a real, <laughs> real tactical <Hot> breakdown. <laughs> All right. Well, here, let me move on to the next one because we've been recording for a while. We didn't want to make this a three-hour podcast, so. Um, yeah, what else you got? You need like the best ones. It, well, I'm, I'm going through the rest of my list. I'm just going to go a little quicker. Oh, great. NBA Street Volume 2. The best of the street games, I would argue. I would counter and say I'd rather have NBA Jam, but not do an HD version, do another like Mortal Kombat, just photos of actual players style where they're on a green screen. <laughs> yeah. Give me that, but like in high def. That'd be hilarious, I think. Well, I think the thing Why about- Why haven't they done that? Well, probably uh, the widespread appeal isn't there. It's, it's a nifty thought, but- It'd be super easy to do, easier than mocapping. Yeah, I think though, like we got <laughs> NBA Playgrounds, right? Which has been a fine experience. It hasn't been received super well. It didn't really deliver on the promise. But NBA Street Volume 2, really all the NBA Street games, they were full-fledged games. They had they had career modes. They had plenty of multiplayer options. And it was deep enough gameplay. Like NBA Jam is just like pass, shoot, you're on fire. Pass, shoot, and, and steal. Hello. Well, you could basically oh, you hurt could each other. Yeah, you could punch people up, upside the dick. Uh, NBA Street was a, a much more you know sort of fully-fledged feature pack game uh, and you know my buddy Brennan came down a few months ago and we sat and played a career mode together started a team and went on tour and just two played the fuck out of that and it was awesome I, I think a modern version of that game like you don't even need current NBA players to make that happen it's more about the arcade style and the arcade nature of that game uh, so it would maybe not a remake but that would be something that'd be awesome to get on the virtual console or on like PlayStation Network. Or that could be a new mode in uh, NBA Live 2018. Fuck that game. We talked about that last pod. Fuck that. Fuck EA. No, EA, you know, EA really did fine this year. They really they did, all right. they did okay. Good for that. I think ev- I think everyone across the board, they did all right. It was a good year. Good, good job, year. everyone. It's a good year. You met my low standards. <laughs> I know, so to say, it takes a lot to really disappoint you, Nick. That's one of my most redeeming qualities. Famously agreeable. Famously agreeable. <laughs> oh, shouts out. <laughs> All right, check it out. Here's something that you I don't think you would have uh, assumed I could have picked. Spyro. No, that is on my list. We don't have to get into that too much. <laughs> Here's a fucking game for you. SSX Tricky 2. Yeah, I mean, people really like those SSX games. I don't know what happened to them. I feel like they kind of just petered off. They were still going in the 360. 
they didn't do enough to evolve and they came out too frequently and people just got sick of them like guitar hero or something you don't need to do much to evolve to that no you know SSX Tricky 2 was the perfect game. I never played 2. I played the first one. You had to have played 2 because we played the shit out of that together. You, we, yeah. I just remember playing SSX Tricky. I don't remember Tricky 2. Oh, man, my games are packed up. I was going to show you the cover. I think I think you would remember Tricky 2 if you look up that I cover. Remember, the only thing I remember is someone wearing an orange snowboarding jacket. Or wearing orange. I think it was a girl on the cover. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe SSX Tricky, because SSX was just the first game, right? Okay, so SSX Tricky is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, the girl, the chick in the orange jacket. Yeah. Do with the afro. Okay, that's the game I'm yeah, thinking of. I remember of. that because every time you would activate like the mode, it would play the Run DMC song. It's Tricky to rock around to rock around. That's right on time. It's Tricky. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So SSX 3, I've got that on GameCube. Don't know if it's any good. So there was SSX, and then I think there was SSX Tricky, and then SSX 3. Mm-hmm. So Tricky, I think, was the second one. Yeah, I thought it was one, two, three, Tricky, but you, you're probably right. Yeah, okay, so that's why I'm thinking it was SSA. Anyway, so yeah, that's the one. We're thinking of the same game. Uh, a remake of that would be awesome. Fuck yeah. I mean, but again, you guys get the soundtrack, right? But there, there aren't any weird licensing issues with that. I think that was all first-party stuff that they commissioned. Yep, again, that's EA. So that'd be awesome, man. I'd be all over that. Yeah, SSX had some weird releases. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm seeing there was SSX... One, Tricky, three, on tour. Ooh. Which had a PS2 release in 2005. Uh, and then on PSP, then SSX Blur on the Wii, which was an exclusive. And then there hasn't been anything since then. Well, bring it, it back. Rough. There was an N-Gage SSX game. I think that, that sums it up right there. You want to talk about abortion, dude? Is, uh, the N- everything about the N-Gage was, was the opposite of good. I'm trying to get a full collection of the Nokia and Gage games. That would actually cost you a lot of money, I think. I think there's some really... Oh, yeah, probably. Really obscure. Hard to find. Didn't make any of them. Yeah. So, all right, give me some more. All right, all right, all right. We're going to wrap this up quick here. There's just a couple things that I think you'll you'll shoot me down for real quick. Spyro, I think you're totally right. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I also think that Activision wouldn't do it unless the Insane Trilogy sells well. I, I, I pray to God every night that it does. I hope that game like delivers. It looks like it should by by all by all other standards or by all other other metrics. Like this game is going to be awesome, right? I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a very good like revisitation of those games. But I also think that people remember them better, like remember them more fondly than they actually are. So I could see it just like not selling well, or people just not caring about Crash Bandicoot, you know. But I also think that Crash is the bigger IP compared to Spyro. Spyro kind of got beaten to the dirt once they uh, got sold. Or I think Activision just bought the rights and then just made it for everything. So you got a lot of GameCube titles, a lot of Wii titles. And then it kind of like was the birthplace of Skylanders. And then so I think that just people have a less fond remembrance of Spyro just because it's still kind of recent memory. Because Crash kind of fell off like we haven't had a classic crash game since the playstation one and i had a couple kart racers game boy advance there was there's the there classic crash games well you know what i mean though like he's still there spyro had several games they just there weren't was good there was uh crash games on gamecube and we i think but that was like a one those like racers like there wasn't like a, a platform no, crash games real platforming crash games really i have to check that out i, I have yeah. no idea yeah, I downloaded one just to check it out, and it was really weird, like, because it was Crash, and, like, he transformed into, like, a, a bigger, beefier version of Crash to, like, fight 
enemies. It was, I don't know. I don't think the crash games are, I don't have uh, any nostalgia for them. So I, I don't have like an attachment to them at all. I'm going to make you play the instant trilogy with me. It's going to happen. Great. Great. He's not excited <laughs> about this. So Spyro, yeah, I want it. We've talked about it. Give it to me. Spider-Man 2. No, I, I, you know, I actually considered that, but then I was like, oh, we're getting a new Spider-Man game. If that, if that game doesn't deliver, then yeah, like just port the fucking Spider-Man 2 game. It's the best Spider-Man hey, game ever. If they make that, if they make that Tony Hawk game, it's in the same engine as Tony Hawk. Really? A little fun fact for you. Yeah. Deep cut, dude. Next on my list here. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, that'd be great. Everyone would understand what that means. <laughs> yeah. No, this will never happen, but... Oh, no. I'd be surprised if we got a, any sort of old Star Wars games revisited at all. It'd be cool. Like, I know a lot of people are very have fond memories like Rogue Squadron. And uh, what was the the space shooter on GameCube? Launch title, I believe. Um, um, Rogue... It was, a, it was the Rogue Squadron. A Rebel Strike was the third one. Um... Something Galaxy? Rebel Galaxy? No, no, no. It was a Rogue Squadron. It was either Rogue Squadron or... Um, what was the N64 one then? Oh, God. Okay. Star Wars. like the original story. But like those games people remember and they were kind of ambitious. Rogue Squadron was the 64 one. Okay. Okay. And then we had... Rebel Alliance? Rogue Leader and Rebel Rogue Strike. Rogue Leader. Rogue Leader. That's the, that's the dogfighting space combat one. I mean, it was just... I a, believe that was a launch title. It was. It was a direct sequel to... It was Rogue Squadron 2. That's tight. Yeah. And then we had Rebel Strike, Rogue Squadron 3. And who made those? Was that EA? Oh, God. Who made them? It was developed by Factor 5. That means nothing to me because I have no idea who those are. Yeah. And it was published by LucasArts and EA, so. Oh, yeah. LucasArts. That was when there's still a thing. I forgot. Once Upon a Time. The glory days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Me, you, you and I have we've had many hours playing Battlefront 2. A lot of times it's hanging out. Just the Clone, the Clone Wars stuff was a, such a great tie-in. That was probably one of the best tie-in games I've ever played. Dude, you know what we're playing next time you're down here? We're playing fucking Battlefront. Tony Hawk. Also oh. Tony Hawk. <laughs> all of it. It's all going to happen. I was telling you earlier, I got a new couch, dude. It's Dude, it's fucking cush. It is so comfy, and it's huge. We could both sleep on it, dude. Granddaddy cush. Granddaddy. Obama cush. 420 lazy. Well, anyway, Battlefront 2, I don't, we don't need to get into, like, what made that game great. Like, we all, I think we all know at this point, and we know that EA has not been sort of delivering on, on... Well, I couldn't even tell you what made that game great. All I remember is having good memories of it at this point. Fair enough. So, Battlefront 2, a couple of things that was, that was so awesome about it. I know you always talk about that Galactic Conquest mode. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a huge dork and you love board games. That's true. Uh, but even, like, okay, so the dogfighting, the space battles was awesome, which we didn't really get in Battlefront 1. Uh, and I hope we get in Battlefront 2. The Jedi-only mode, the hero mode or whatever, where you just, like, ran around, you got to take your pick of of all the Star Wars heroes. It was like an arena fighter. It was like, wasn't there a game that was just that? Star Wars Episode 3 was a fucking fighting game on the PS2. Yeah. It was like a weird third-person 3D arena fighter. Well, it was, if I recall, it was it was just like a 2D, like, fighter. Maybe, maybe I'm misremembering the Star Wars Episode 3, but I remember it being a fighter, and I played the fuck out of it. But the uh, but Battlefront 2, the hero mode, was awesome because you just were like, okay, I'm Yoda, and I'm just running around, and I'm going to go cut up you know, Darth Maul, and Princess Leia just killed me. Like, that's awesome. Oh, dang, here's Dooku. Yeah. Dooku. Another one for my collection, Grievous. Dooku. I hate Hello that name. There. Dooku. All right, we're done with this. 
but yeah, so there's just a few of the reasons it was so great. The story mode was awesome. Like we talked about in the last podcast, following the the 501st, I think it was, uh, the clone troopers and seeing that bleed over into the Galactic Empire era. And so I think that still like has enough of a, a player base online still. You can get it on Steam and play that with your friends. Yeah, but I think EA would rather sell you a $60 game that they're supporting. How cool would it be, though, if they were like, you know how um, it might have been with Battlefront. I can't remember what it, what it was, but there were a bunch of old Star Wars games on the PS2 that got released if you bought, I don't know if it's you bought um, a game or a special edition console, but it came with all these PS2 games on the PS4. Now what, picture this. Tell me. Imagine if you will. Okay. You, pur- you purchased Battlefront 2. The actual one's coming out this year. Right. And then, like, a month down the line, there's free DLC pack, whatever they do. But it's a demake, and it makes everything look like the PS2 textures and low polygon count. I don't want it to but just look game. like it. No, fuck that. What's the point of that? I want, I just, want Just to completely mess with you. <laughs> just to make, to make it look like shit, but... Oh, my God. No, when I got my Vita... First thing I did was go on to the PSN network and buy the PSP version, which is a pretty stripped down version. But the PSP version sucked because you know that you only had one analog stick on the PSP, and so so I got the Vita version remapped my controls so I could play it like the PS2 version. And even though a lot of the features were missing, a lot of the game modes, uh, and it looked like shit, it still felt like Star Wars Battlefront 2. And so I really enjoyed just fucking around with that. You couldn't get the PS2 version on Vita. No, they don't, unfortunately. Yeah, I I don't know why they haven't done that. It'd be fucking awesome. It was probably licensing. The PSP version was just recent enough. Yeah. They had the online store for PSP. And like in the month build up to Battlefront 1, I I whipped out the old PlayStation and and played the shit out of Battlefront 2. The PSP had an actual online store. So the licensing when they had the, the deal for that just ran longer. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, speaking of Star Wars, my second to last game here. Oh, great. Okay. Episode one racer. Uh, hey man, that'd be cool. Dude. Or, or a sequel. Blur. A true sequel, oh. dude. Honestly, think about that. An F-Zero Episode style. two racer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> a Clone Wars racer. You're just running on that weird, you're running around on that weird dinosaur that, or like the lizards that Obi-Wan Kenobi rides on. Oh, no. fights count, or. After Grievous, fighting Grievous. Yeah. <laughs> A weird ass lizard on. Um, You're just running out of a, a weird pit. <laughs> on Utapau, hell yeah! No, I think an F Zero style racer with Star Wars with the Star Wars property, like that's an instant hit right there. Hello, obviously EA. Episode One racer sold well. Yeah, I mean that was a different time though. That was obviously right in the hype of Star Wars, and but it was also still a just a direct like clone of Wipeout and F Zero. Yeah, it was that future that floaty but really really fast racing game. Yeah. Give it to us, EA. We want it. But uh, speaking of Star Wars, man, Knights of the Old Republic. KOTOR. Let's do both. Let's do fucking both. Dual pack. Let's do it again. I want I want the OG game because those games still hold up. I think the combat still works. This, the sequel is just the Old Republic, right? No, no, no. That's or the, that the MMO? MMO. Okay. Which is started off not great. I beta tested that and never went back. Yeah, KOTOR 1 and 2. And KOTOR 2 would give me the remake with all the expanded content because, you know, they just dropped was after... It Co- was it KOTOR 1 that... The original developers like went back and added a bunch of no. This it was the second one too. Okay, yeah. but still like that that shows interest from the developers themselves. That wasn't current Bioware. I feel like have had a lot of it was Obsidian like, changes in staff. Was that Obsidian? I think who did the second game. I think it was Obsidian. Yeah, Obsidian. What a weird studio. Let me look it up. Actually, I'm gonna. They just 
they just do weird sequels like they did Fallout New Vegas. Here it is. Um, it doesn't say anything about Obsidian on here, but it doesn't say anything about anybody. It just says LucasArts. Oh, Obsidian. There it is. Well, the second one was regard very highly regarded, but what happened was they they cut the whole ending of the game because they wanted to get it out in the holiday season. So they said, fuck the rest of it and just put it out. So after 10 years, the original developers released a mod that restored all of the content that was supposed to be there. That's really tight. So after 10 years, it's a complete game. And I think that'd be cool to do, do a dual pack remake, complete visual overhaul. You know, even if you got to use the fucking, you know, I don't know, the shitty... Um, Frostbite engine. Like, uh, yeah, use all the assets from... Uh, the new bio, uh, Mass Effect game. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Give me those oh, g- no. wonky facial animations. Nah, it, you know they're never gonna... That... What a blight on EA's <laughs> face, man. That's <laughs> pretty bad. Oh, man. Did you ever play the KOTOR games? No. Oh, man, you're missing I've out. watched Austin play, and it seems like maybe not the game that I'd be interested in, because I'm not really interested in the Star Wars property. Fair so, enough. like, a lot of the stuff that's, like, Easter eggs and kind of for the fans, it wouldn't affect me at all. So it would just be like, what do I say to this? Oh, I said this. I guess I'm evil now? Oh, I didn't get the force power I wanted. Well, I don't want to play this while looking at a guide, so I'm just going to play really unoptimally and just feel bad. Damn, dude. You are really fucking boiling this down to an unappetizing dish <laughs> like well that's wow. my that's my job wow i'm not easily disappointed but i'm also i kind of feel bad about some games <laughs> <laughs> fair enough I th- honestly i think they hold up i think the combat works the story is still there just give me flashy sexy new graphics and a, a dual release and you know profit what was the what was the game with star killer the uh, force unleashed games force unleashed do yeah. you think that would you like to see those remade? Remade? I'd, I'd rather have a remake, a fully-fledged remake, not an up, right. updated port. But the problem with those is that they they fit into the canon, the old canon. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that was pre-Disney. Yeah, so they, they really they have to they sort of redo all of that, and they've established so much of Darth Vader's history now that I don't think that Stark there could come back right. uh, in a meaningful way. And they couldn't, they couldn't like put those out as... Because what do they call the... The old the legends. legends. They couldn't say a Star Wars Legends. Maybe they story. could. Maybe they could. But if they were to do a full remake, they'd want to market this as like you know it didn't be a triple A title, and it, it they wouldn't just want remake it. it, but replace Star Killer with Rey, and it could be her story before she gets brain wiped. Whoa, whoa! Did I just blow your mind. Is that no. a good idea or is that a bad it's idea? A bad I don't idea know. Because okay. she would be. Like, I don't know anything about that game. So. She'd be like two years old. No, so they, it's a story of Darth Vader who has an apprentice, a secret apprentice. Star Killer sounds like a fanfic already. Yeah, that name doesn't make it any better. <laughs> well, the Star Killer is a classic Star Wars name because Luke used to be Luke Star Killer before Skywalker. Yeah, I know, but George Lucas doesn't write good things. No, George Lucas is, is bad. Skywalker isn't really any better either. <laughs> it's it's really not. But good. Do you get it? Because they're in space. Whoa, <laughs> Skywalker base, dude. Wait, that's not right. I I know. Let's make them brother and sister. After two awkward kisses in the second movie. Also, we could make five movies, but since we're only making three, let's just kill Django in a stupid way, or Boba in a stupid way. Have him flail um, like awkwardly into a pit. Yeah, he, he didn't die, man. He had a jetpack. Hey, man, that's just a Legends. That is now, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Hey, man. The new canon, new movie. Django had a jetpack too, but that didn't stop Mace Windu from chopping his head off. Yeah, but to be fair, Boba didn't get his fucking head chopped off. He just fell into a pit that 
you will die from starvation before the Sarlacc monster kills you because it's a piece of shit monster that takes a thousand years to digest its food. <laughs> like, you could jetpack his ass out of there before it happened. I want that game, dude. Give me a fucking Boba Fett game. I don't want a movie. Give me the game. Like the Witcher style, but you can fly. Hell yeah, dude. Remember the Django Fett games on, on our game on PS2? I thought that game was awesome. It's Never not played it. It's not fondly remembered. But I had another point to make about the Old Republic, and I lost it because we were talking about other things. Oh, fucking well. Last game on my well, list. Uh, more of a port, more of an update, so that we can... A, a remaster, not a remake? A re- yeah, I mean, even uh, visual fidelity to be identical, as I stutter and sputter here. Uh, d- d- it would just be about the resolution itself. Uh, d- 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 Tetris. Mario <laughs> Galaxy Double Pack Tetris. Uh, Mario Galaxy Double Pack, dude. Update those, bring them to the Switch. You can have that. Definitely need an up res. Oh, yeah, but like the fidelity, like it's there. You just need to remake 1080p assets, but it doesn't need more bloom or this or that. It's just like it looks flawless the way it is. Mm. So, but again, give me modern controls or have the option of using the waggle controls. I don't know if that's possible, but I think they could bake it in somehow. I think it's mostly fine because your main action in the game. Was that weird spin thing, which you did by just shaking either of the controllers. And that could have easily been mapped to a button, but they're using the two buttons on the right, on the Wiimote for other stuff. I don't know. But yeah, there was like a pointer mechanic where you used it to gather star bits. Yeah. And they've shown, what's that game? World of Goo. That was a port from the Wii that made its way over to the Switch. Right. Where they just had a way where um, you would center it by pressing a button. And then that would reestablish where the controller is supposed to be pointing out on your screen. So they could they could manage to do something like that, I think. They decided to do that. I think it's more likely we get a sequel uh, uh, in the next couple of years, you know, after Odyssey dies down. Yeah, I can see that. It would still be weird, though, because it would be uh, a game where you don't have control over the camera. Huh. I don't think that... I mean, depending on because how it works. Because if you... You, it's. I can't. I don't know how they would make that game where you can control the camera. Just because when you're going upside down, being able to move the camera around would be very, very bizarre and disorienting. And it already is like somewhat disorienting, but it works well enough as it is. Like it makes sense while you're playing it. It's it's tough to explain. You need to play those games. You really do. I mean, look at look at Super Mario 3D World. Like you didn't control the camera in that, and that worked fine. Yeah, but you weren't really running around upside down you're just Fair. sort of staying like in this isometric kind of view point the entire time yeah which works really well and that's why the platforming feels so tight is because everything has a very like solid and steady relationship with each other whereas galaxy it worked really well with the dynamic camera motion and the the moving gravity right was like the way the platforming worked and it was a very forgiving game i mean it's more likely that those get another vc release when switch gets the virtual console up and running if if it gets a virtual console up and running, yeah, that's 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 a big question to see if it has enough power to actually natively run GameCube and Wii games. It should, right? I mean, I don't know. It depends on how well they make the emulator. They're really gonna have to workshop that emulator. Watch. I mean, it was a while ago, but when the specs were kind of postulated and guessed and leaked or whatever, uh, Digital Foundry took a Shield tablet and ran the dolphin emulator on it and we're getting some decent frame rates some like not very playable frame rates depending on the game like i think double dash was running at like 24 fps when that's a 60 fps game that's not good which you know that's that is not good not but ideal. 
that's also not optimal because you're running the shield OS and then you're also running a emulator that's been kind of cobbled together on a game by game basis throughout the years. So if Nintendo could have one less step in between, who knows, it might be able to run a little bit better. And I'm not sure how the switch compares power wise to what was thought the power would be back then. Well, I see what I feel like, and this is totally uninformed. What I feel like is happening is that they are workshopping a GameCube emulator and they're trying to get that right before they announce Virtual Console, which means we're not getting Game Boy and we're not getting Super Nintendo and all these things. Nintendo somehow thinks that would distract them from what the Switch is and like they don't want that to affect other game sales. Like This is a weird thing. So they're waiting until the Switch establishes itself and they get the GameCube up and running and then they can announce everything. But it just is like a weird thing and it's preventing us from playing the games we want on like a system that finally like delivers on the Wii U's promise. Either that or... Like you said, they're they're potentially pushing for a GameCube um, emulator, or they're trying to work out any of the kinks with the N64 emulator, which historically has been a difficult system to emulate properly and actually accurately. Uh, and they're trying to get that all up and running before they launch the online, and maybe that's another thing that's kind of keeping them from launching the online. I don't know. Yeah, well, that seems like quite the little thing that to stop an entire... Well, it's part of their like online infrastructure is them adding to this growing library of games that you're ex- like that's accessible while you're paying for them. Yeah. So we don't. I mean, we don't know exactly what that entails. They've been very le- like light with information regarding that. Those SOBs. But I mean, they're learning at least a little bit. Sounds a lot better than renting two games a month. Yeah, that was weird. That the whole f- and phrasing. it's a great price. Well, shit, man. This has been our shortest pod in a very long time, and it's still an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Well, hey, that's okay. That's I mean, that's 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 a sweet spot, man. Ninety minutes, sweet spot. What's our email address so we can have people email us? Even though, okay, so here's the thing. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay, a lot of them have you know they have a call to action. They want people to email them. They want people to rate them on iTunes, whatever. I never have any incentive to do that. I don't want to open up an email client and type out their email. No, Twitter, Facebook. I'm not that... Yeah, I'd, I'd rather hit them up on Twitter. So hit us up on Twitter. I'm Presh Till Death. EJ is E-Jiggle. It's spelled exactly how you think it is. Mine is spelled kind of how you think it is. It's like fresh, but with a P. We also have a Twitter account that we do monitor, which is con- console underscore crusade. Do you do you actually monitor that? Yeah, man, I got my tweet deck right up in here. I don't monitor it, so if you want to get a hold of EJ, tweet at him or at the... The console crusade Twitter. Yeah, I think we're console underscore crusade, and then we're just console crusade on Facebook, I believe. So, because literally, if anybody talks to us on the internet, I'll, I'll read it out loud and I'll respond to it. I would, dude, absolutely. Fuck yeah, it. give us your thoughts, your opinions. We are console.crusade.podcast at gmail.com if you've got any inquiries, you know. Yeah, if you want to type out all those letters. Yeah. One of these days, we'll buy our own domain and we'll be like a real, real big boy website, but until then. We're stuck with Gmail. Yeah. Well, you know what? Leaf is not allowed to text me about podcast stuff anymore. You ha- Leaf, you, if you're listening, you have to go through our our Constant Crusade podcast email, all right? Or Twitter. I know you've made a Twitter at least once. I think I follow you still. <laughs> uh, so we always mention this Leaf guy, and I know we've got we've got scattered listeners all over uh, the U.S. and, and outside. Um, he's a friend of ours, big old nerd like the both of us. We're going to bring him on in the next... In the next three or four weeks, he will make his first official appearance on the Constant Crusade podcast. If you want to be mentioned on the podcast and talked about as if you're a friend, 
you have to talk to us about our podcast like Leaf does. Yeah, or or <laughs> if you want me to just sit here and say mean things about you, I'll concoct some sort of terrible story. You just give us an, give us a, an email and I'll uh, I'll start writing. If you want to be negged by strangers on the internet, another hot tip is you can just leave a comment on a YouTube video. And a lot of strangers will call you mean, nasty things. <laughs> yeah, it saved me the hassle of thinking of something <laughs> creative. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, this has been the Constant Crusade Podcast. I'm EJ Olson. This is not EJ Olson. This is Nick Durheim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're learning. Yeah. Catch us next time. Yeah, ka-chow. Ka-chow.